Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is early, but we are all awake and we're all here together, so thank you for being here. Uh, Trisha Siegman is already in studio with us. We're just going to spend most of the hour together. Good morning, and thank you for that theme you created for me. No, don't do that. Oh. Don't do that, because I did not do that, and I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Despite my best efforts, it's on the list. Sure it is. But uh, it is... Not nearly as important as many other things that I do here. As you know, I am super busy and important here. Doing multiple shows every week. Doing the Andy Fry Show and this one, that's two. That's multiple shows. Doing the Mark Cox Morning Show. Do you even need me for this or no. you just keep going down this? I do, well, you you made some sort of weird accusation. I had to respond to it. So... You want to get into real content or what? I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fine. I, well, Fine, let's do that. Well, we got we have a great hour. I just don't know what this this is a weird topic and I thought let's talk about it because there's so many different angles you could take. And I I almost wanted to start this by saying I, sh- I should let's just redo this now. Let's start over. How did you sleep last night? Great. Did you sleep on a my pillow? I did not. But you had a my pillow. I did. And you don't like it anymore. I don't like it anymore. Why? It sounds like we had a conversation <laughs> and <laughs> now we're doing, you're interviewing me about my my pillow, but with leading questions. <laughs> well, is that what's happening right that now? That is what's happening. Yeah, I had a my pillow and I, I actually really liked my my pillow for a while and it's not comfortable anymore. Have you tried putting it in the dryer? I did. Didn't work? And you're about the sixth person that said that. Well, oh, everybody the, says that's what you do. You're actually the second person that said that to that's me. That's what the ads say Exaggerated. To it didn't help. Really? Hurt my neck. Okay, I'll tell what you this. about you? Do I you got, have a MyPillow? I just got one for Christmas. And how do you feel about that I MyPillow? I don't like it. Have you tried but putting it in the dryer? It's not. No, mine's brand new. My, uh, my problem with the MyPillow is that I don't like fluffy pillows. I like bamboo pillows, actually, which are kind of hard. And they're not quite memory foam, but they they seem like they're gonna be. But they end up being a lot harder than memory foam. I might like a. I might like that. I have a memory foam. It's almost not hard enough now. Yeah. It, so memory foam over time gets really soft, mm-hmm. which is why I don't like it. Are you a back sleeper? Um, Side sleeper. I think I'm all over the place. Where do you start? Probably back or side. No, I start on my side. I, I was side, side for years, and I switched to back. 
I sleep in the fetal position because I'm afraid of being attacked <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> okay. Just picturing the Wiggins house with your children. <laughs> Little like pitchforks. No, not by my family. I'm, <laughs> I have to clarify something that's not even true. I'm not going to dignify that. <laughs> no, Your I'm not afraid of being attacked by my family. Little angelic faces. I'm afraid of being attacked by robbers. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> no. Anyway, and the fetal position is definitely a way to fend a way to fend off wait, robbers. Wait, before okay, now that we're talking about it, do you not sleep curled up a little bit? Do you sleep just flat out like a board? Yeah. That's weird. Most people I know, even adults, still sleep a little bit curled no, up. No, I sleep flat like a board, but I have to be tucked in like a burrito. Ah, uh, like you love hotel beds. Uh, no, because I have to do the tucking. The tuckage has to be under my own feet. It can't be in the bed. Uh, so you I have like to the have, control. You have to have the, the blanket tucked around your, almost like contoured to you. Correct. Okay. And that maybe that's the same, some version of... Protecting myself, I have oh, to have maybe. that burrito. I don't know. I wasn't really saying I actually do that to protect myself. It I was just saying that I still sleep like you're somewhat curled up with my Robert's knees up and to my. Those cute little kids you got running around. <laughs> so here's why I ask about my pillow. Headline: Minnesota Bank and Trust moves to cancel my pillow founders' bank accounts. Your thoughts initially from Can hearing that? Can they do that? It's a good question. I guess that they can. I mean, I, I assume that they're a private company, but there are laws against discrimination. There are, I guess, <clears throat> no laws against political discrimination, which is admittedly what's going on here. They're not even trying to hide it. They're not saying, oh, well, we just uh, we got some problems with the way he uh, does business. He, he doesn't do deposits quick enough. Like, they're, they're not trying to pretend that it's something else. They're just saying, yeah, we don't like his politics. We think he's crazy. And we don't want to be affiliated with it. Yeah. And as a private company, I'm with them. But this goes back to the whole, can they check on your bank account and the amount of you have in your bank account? How private is your bank account? You remember that story? No. Yeah, they were you were going to have to, they were going to run checks on if you had X amount of like, transactions over. Oh, when they were going to change the, the IRS Yeah. Rules. Can the IRS look into that? Uh, I don't know. As a know. private company. I, I see, well, here's the problem. Or is this not you even get, close to that? You get kind of into territory with the government checking on these things. And we know that most government agencies, including the IRS, we knew this from the Obama administration, they were targeting conservatives. So you have these big government apparatuses that target conservatives with all this thing. So we can talk about it in theory all we want as libertarians and say, well, here's the way it should be. Here's the way a, a good society should function. We can debate that all we want. But in actuality, that's never what happens. They actually just target conservatives with these things. Corporations are doing it left and right. This isn't the first story. I think there was one about uh, Chase Card Services canceled somebody. I can't remember who it was. Was it Mike General Flynn? Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't hear that. And then, but then they backed off because they got a lot of pushback. This bank isn't. They're not. I don't think. Couldn't they're, the bank just not have admitted he had his money there? That's my. Yeah, that's my point. What? Who do you care? What do you care? You know, do you really, they have to think he's such a threat to their way of life or whatever, that they're going way out of the limb. <laughs> I hate this guy so much that I'm not going to bank at his bank. Yeah. What? Nobody's, no, <laughs> nobody's like, wait a minute, 
Minnesota Bank and Trust. That's Mike Lindell's Canceled. bank. Canceled. Get that. I'm not banking with them. Like That's ridiculous. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And the same with Chase Card Services. That's crazy. Nobody's going, wait a minute. Chase Card Services? Isn't that Michael Flynn's no, credit card? It would be one thing if these people were spokespeople for this organization and they yeah. decided that they didn't like the politics and they wanted to part ways and... Okay. That's, that's a completely different thing. Yep. This is just being a customer. No, you cannot be our customer. It seems very silly, but it also seems within their rights to do so. I, don't I know. think. Yeah, I I think. I hear what you're saying. The trouble that we get into with these things is just same thing as uh, what's Infowars guy, um, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. It, it was probably the mid 2000 teens, something like that, when he started to be censored on multiple platforms, social media platforms. And everybody kind of went, you know what? Not everybody, but, you know, the majority of even semi-conservative Republicans or libertarian-minded people said, you know what? I don't like that they're doing that, but it's their right that they do it. And then the slippery slope started, and now you're banning the president. I'm afraid of this kind of thing breaking out because you can say, I don't care what you think about Mike Lindell in this situation. We could talk about that completely different subject. But if you start canceling Mike Lindell's ability to even do business in the United States, which he can go do another bank. But isn't that the beauty of America? One bank says, I don't like what you say, and this is my bank and I own it. I'm not doing business with you. And another place says, I do like what you say. I'll do even better business with you. Yes. In the bank world, that's true. You can do that. In the in the credit card world, that's true. Although there are much less credit cards than there are banks. So you'd be worried that, oh, if, if Chase and MasterCard and Visa all decided, well, then I guess I could do Discover. I still think if know? the IRS is, look, I'm going back to this for just a second. I still think if the IRS is, has any affiliation with your bank because of the money and the situation, but if they have access to your stuff, I'm not sure that this is like a super private company either. There's some that's still, I well, don't know. They're all FDIC insured. So they've all got a tie to the government or the Fed anyway. Yeah. So there's that. But I I just think with this one in general, like what you're saying is true. If you as a private company decide not to bake a cake for a gay wedding, that's your right. There are other bakers you can go to. That's a strong argument. With social media and the bigger the company gets, the harder it is for you to go somewhere else. Like with Twitter and Facebook and these companies... We hate these companies. As conservatives, we hate them. But so far, there's not really there's other places you can go but nobody's there yet. So it takes so long to transition out of these things into something new. That's the problem. Is that you're basically being canceled from society. That's my complaint. Although I hear what you're saying. See, I only sort of. I mean, you could go to somewhere else in society and do your business. Yes, with some businesses, but like I said with socials, it's harder. Because there's nobody there. There's nobody on Gab, for instance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, but social media is a different discussion completely. The government's trying to tackle social media's influence anyway. Yeah. There's just a whole different, that's a whole different ballgame okay. than a private business. Fair and good points. Can you stick around and come back? Because we're out of time. Yes. Okay. We're going to have Roy Wells in here in a minute and then Trisha Seekman back with Roy Wells in the last segment. Stick around. Just- 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Wiggins America 97.1 FM Talk. Special guest in studio. We're going to do guests all hour. Uh, we want to do a little bit more of a cast this hour. We're going to try some things out. So I brought in Old Roy. Is it okay if I call you Old Roy, Roy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's going to be your name on the show because I want to have you back. I enjoy your presence here. I think people uh, in general do and have, have mentioned so. So a couple topics. Uh, we got some. Fu- I got some funny stuff for the next segment. Okay, okay. so stick around for that. We're going to bring Trisha back in and we're going to do some stuff. Uh, actually, I shouldn't even say funny. I want to say very serious so that it blindsides people oh, yeah. when they realize, oh my gosh, what this isn't happened. serious at all. Yeah. So you didn't hear any of that. Everything I just said, what you heard was, we got some really serious stuff to do next with Trisha and Old Roy. All right. <clears throat> this topic, though, uh, it's one that doesn't get enough attention. I mean, everybody agrees. Left and right both somehow agree that this has been a travesty of justice. I'll read the headline to you. You react. Maxwell, as in Jelaine, not Maxwell Edison major, majoring in medicine. Jelaine Maxwell signals that she will give up the names of eight John Doe's who allegedly slept with underage girls. Have you heard this? I've heard pieces, yes. So there's eight dudes that she's got the names of. That she's willing now to give up to prosecutors or whoever. My question for you, because you've got a legal background. Yeah. And just a general (laughs) old person background. (laughs) (laughs) You've been around the block. Uh, Not like these eight guys have. Right. Um, Not that block. Yeah. So, you know, not that block. But what, why didn't this come out during the trial? That's the question everybody wonders, right? Why wouldn't this, if you're a prosecutor, you have her in the courtroom, why don't you strike a plea deal with her right then instead of going through this process? Or am I wrong? Is this the way it usually goes? You wait till they have a sentence and then you come out and say, okay, now that I know what my sentence is, now I'll release this stuff. <clears throat> well, what you're, what you're asking is, is less a legal question and more a political question. Okay. The the prosecutor, or one of the prosecutors in this case, was Comey's daughter. Yes, Maureen Comey. Yes. So there were a, a lot of people who didn't want anything to come out during the trial that would be incriminating. Um, they couldn't avoid. They couldn't just bury it. It was too big of a story. So they had to go through the motions, and give the appearance of a of an actual trial, get their win, in, in quotes. <clears throat> but um, the the goal was not to create headlines. Yeah. It was just to, just to get it done and over with and behind us so that people stopped talking about it. But that, was, that was never going to happen. I think what you're saying is what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but there was 
a trial because, well, the main guy's dead, somehow killed himself in a cell that was supposed to be constantly monitored by video and the video disappeared. And then in that moment, he killed himself is amazing. It's amazing coincidence, but that didn't happen to her. Surprisingly, she did not kill herself yet. Uh, so you go through the trial, which you just said was, everybody knows it, it was a show trial. Uh, we've talked before about Maureen Comey. I mean, come on. The former head of the FBI's daughter is the prosecutor. Right. I've walked through before, and I don't even remember all of it, some of the history of the trials that she's had. They were they, they don't reflect well on her being a non-committed prosecutor. Yeah. They, they, they seem to suggest that she had motives in everything that she's done um but then the judge also is uh, a woman i can't remember her name she two weeks you know this right no two weeks before the trial started with jelaine maxwell the biden team along with chuck schumer called her and said hey how would you like to be appointed to a higher bench yeah i did hear that you did hear that So everybody who knows those facts, I would say the majority of the population doesn't even know that, knows that this was a show trial. But that given, so moving forward now, mm-hmm. she's been sentenced. She's going to be in prison, assumed for life. Because um, I think she got sentenced like six out of the, out of the seven charges yeah. she was guilty yeah. of. So she's going to be in prison for the rest of her life. So now she's talking. Is that a good thing? Is it good? Is, is it good basically in this case that she didn't bring those things up in this show trial? But now maybe there will be more justice because it's after that's over. No, ah, no, this you're is, breaking my spirit. I know this is part of the same the same mentality though. Is all right. Let's throw a couple of bones out there. It, it's going to be like. I know there's more to come potentially with Durham, but, you know, some low-level attorney gets indicted for the Russiagate stuff. Just, it's okay, so we can say we got somebody, but it's nobody. Yeah. So I think think we're going to be very disappointed in the eight names. It'll be some random people in other countries... Who, I mean, everybody says Prince Andrew all the time. Well, he's one. You know, he's, he's just done. one of the names. Yeah, yeah he's the, not going to get anything up. The the even if they name him, everybody already knew. Yeah, <clears throat> but with, I guess what I'm concerned about is what you're suggesting. Then is that Jelaine Maxwell is kind of in on it. She seems to me like she would be not in on it at this point because she's got nothing to lose. You know, why not name everybody? Well, because if she. If she does, then she'll commit suicide. <laughs> well, well, that's that's you know, a very good point, right? So, so she does have something to lose. So she can be alive in prison, yeah, or she can uh, have suicide suicide committed against her. I, 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 you know, I mean, that's a good point, but I would wonder too if she has to. Let's say she actually has eight names or way more than that. You would assume for years they were recording people. Anybody who went into Epstein's mansion was on video, you know, all this stuff. The FBI is supposed to have it. Where are they? All this videos just disappeared. None of that was part of the trial. So 
But she's still there, and she's got something to lose. I guess she could lose her life. But she's also got a lot to gain if she could strike a plea deal with the right people. And that, I think, is the key, is what if... Going crazy here, okay? What if she also knows, I can't trust any of these people, but if I wait it out and wait till somebody else maybe is in office, like past 2024, maybe that's not what I'm reading here from just the news. But, and that that kind of, it, it discourages me what you're saying because then that means, well, why would she be coming out with it now? If she knew everything that we're talking about, which I presume she does, then wouldn't she want to wait until a different administration, let's say a Donald Trump in 2025 is in office. Could she go to him? him? Well, no, I'll take that back because I'll defend Donald Trump and say that everything I've heard has suggested that he's worked with every prosecutor along the line because he was in those circles too. Yeah. And that's why when I started this segment, I said left and right agree, you know, you got to prosecute this person. And it's not just because of the crimes that she committed, but it's because of the politics, because you got lots of pictures of Donald Trump with these people, too. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them prosecuting it to the full extent of the law. Take down everybody involved, including Donald Trump, if he happens to have been involved in it. I just don't think that he was based on everything I've heard from mostly New York prosecutors saying when they asked him questions, he was an open book. Right. As opposed to a lot of other people. Right. So just... Give me some hope that you think maybe down the line, maybe it's not Donald Trump. Let's say it's Ron DeSantis or something that a Jelaine Maxwell could go to a president, Ron DeSantis, and say, look, here's the real story. Do you really want to get something done now? Because I don't trust the FBI. Well, you just answered it. The Who trusts the FBI? Donald Trump had an entire intelligence apparatus working against him mm-hmm. while he was president so the the elites the people in power the people behind the scenes don't want it to come out it's not going to come out if if this was if she was really trying to make a deal why would we wouldn't know about it true you know the only reason it's out there is because they want it out there because they want people to feel like oh something's getting done boy that's a really good point yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so, sorry, I can't give you no, I can't give you any hope. No, well, I still hold out hope that I mean broader than just this story that whoever the next president's going to be, the next Republican president, hopefully that's in 2025, 24, 25. Whoever that is has got to go in and just clean house yes. of these organizations. It's not just me and you talking on 97.1 it's not even the conservative side of the aisle polls show that americans believe that the doj the cia the fbi at least at the higher echelons not necessarily like the the people working the ground here in st louis or whatever right but the 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 high ups in these organizations are acting with partisan measures in mind all the time the majority of of americans believe that already so it wouldn't be a surprise to me if you had somebody go in and say, look, this can't continue, clean it all out. Right. My concern then, though, is if we wrap this segment up, that if that happens, then no matter what the FBI did, the left could say, well, it's they're just working for the right now. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is you make a 
body of people who are going to enact justice regardless of party and that has nothing nothing to do with party and that's not the case anymore no the only way or the only way to get around that is if you get the right people in then we shouldn't hear about what they're doing yeah yeah it should just happen and and we don't know about it and it's getting done the the fact that we do know so much and people are so opinionated about it is part of the problem. Yeah, especially domestically. Right. International stuff, I think there are still things that we would agree on when the CIA is doing something that involves international problems. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably a good portion, well, most of that we don't know what's going on, but a good portion of it, if we did, we'd probably agree, like, well, this is probably in America's best interest. But there's also a lot of times when that stuff's happening that the CIA is acting in the CIA's best interest Correct. or in a political party's best interest much more than America's, and they don't care because they can then release the the paper, which they are writing the papers, right. so they can then release the papers and then redact those papers. Right. So yeah, the, the idea that we're getting truth out of those organizations right. is almost a joke. All right, Old Roy, thanks for being here. Yeah. Stick around for another segment because we're going to do a totally serious, unfunny segment. Right. Again, keep your expectations on serious Mm-hmm. Because then if we happen to do something funny, you'll be totally shocked. Right. Trisha Seekman's coming back in. Stick around. It's Wiggins America. This is 97.1. This is Wiggins America. It is almost 7 o'clock. Thanks for being here. Really, thanks for all of the people who are just hanging out after Gordon Deal. Uh, you listened to Gordon Deal and you thought, oh, let's just give this a chance. And you stayed here the whole hour. That was really cool of That's you. amazing. Uh-huh. Thank you Thank so you. much. Uh, so Old Roy is here. Trisha has come back in. You like the name? <laughs> We're trying it out. Okay. He, he seems fine with it. Well, He's smiling. A little behind the scenes. I ask you both who came up with it. Nobody knows. No, no. There's it no just, way to know. It just is. Yeah. I was thinking of. I do. Th- I like th- it. I, I was kicking around a lot of nicknames for Roy. I was kicking around Slow Roy. I was kicking around <laughs> Old Roy. I don't know. What about Fantastic Roy? I Great don't know. Roy. Mm. Funny Roy. Roy, you choose. We'll just go with whatever you choose. I I think Old Roy just nails it. All right. <laughs> well, I think Old Roy's on board. Old Roy was a brand of dog food yeah, or something, wasn't it? <laughs> Which is why I like that. Um, okay, so uh, real quick before we get to the the meat of the piece here, because I, I like what we're doing, because I, I I'm trying to do a little more cast stuff, right, for Wiggins America. So I've had the show for what a few months. Doing some different stuff just because if you listen to me on any Fry show, we do a lot of funny stuff. When I talk, I just get really mad about politics. So, uh, like, you know what I need is a little balance. Structure. Bring you guys mm-hmm. in. Do a little bit more fun stuff. Yep. I won't say funny because if it's funny, that's up to you. But as long as we're having fun, that's all that I care about. Um, Dan Crenshaw. Let's talk really quick just before we get to the meat of the thing here. What is going on with Dan Crenshaw? You have not liked this guy for a long time, Roy. I haven't liked him from the beginning. Why? I think he's he's just an establishment guy. I think he 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 came in at a time where it seemed like he was a new Republican because he's mm-hmm. younger. He's a veteran. He's he had a lot of he has swagger. He's got charisma. Yeah. Um, but I just never bought it. I you think, you were an early adopter then, because. The rest of us thought, oh, this guy's a superstar. 
Yeah. But no. everything that we've seen recently, have you did you see the thing with the recently with him when Jesus and Superman? No. No? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> the clip. Admittedly. You have though, Roy, I right? I have, yeah. That was embarrassing. Yes. That was you know how Biden will sometimes all of a sudden he did this in the press conference this week. Somebody asked him a question and he goes, Oh, this is where I get mad. Well, now I'm mad and I'm yelling at people. <laughs> did you even read my speech from Georgia? He does do that. He does that. It's like. So what was this Crenshaw Biden Superman thing real quick? So you want to summarize it? Yeah, he he was on a podcast and he was talking about. Um, no, 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 this wasn't. Oh, you're talking about the original. I'm quote. setting it up. Yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. So he he made a comment about <clears throat> uh, heroes isn't the right word, but but like. Icons, of his Icons. Lives. idols, or something. And he, yeah. and he mentions Jesus, and he mentions Superman, and then he says, and then there's also real people. And then he mentioned gotcha some other things. Mm-hmm. And so some Christians got hold on, hold on. Are you saying Jesus wasn't real? And rather than address it, he got at a defense, town hall. He got defensive. It was a young girl that was talking to him about, asked him about it. He got really defensive. And just completely mishandled it, and they started yeah. booing him, and it just it started a snowball. She, wow. she yeah. looked like she was probably a teenage girl. Some people are saying, "Oh, she was a plant," because does a teenage girl show up at a Dan Crenshaw town hall? You know? To play gotcha on the Jesus question, yeah, which is very possible. No idea, but anyway, she's a teen girl. She shows up. She reads the quote back, and she goes, "What are you thinking here?" And she was a little bit antagonistic, but not mean. And he just goes right into angry Biden. Well, don't you question my faith. You know, and it, I mean, it's bad. Wow. It's yeah. bad. And it's that kind of stuff. You know, it's weird. Right before all this Dan Crenshaw stuff really started to become news within conservative circles. I don't think liberals care about him. But within us, we're kind of debating, well, which side's he on? You know, is he, is he an America first candidate or is he an establishment candidate? And he's looking more and more like he's an establishment guy. Well, Annie would have him on. I, I was in the room for a couple times that he he'd come on, and it's not like he was a regular, but he had come on a couple times, probably promoting a book. Yeah, or I something. think he had a book out for a minute. Yeah. I think Mark Cox had him too. And I remember I shouldn't say a lot of this because it's you know about Annie. It's off air, but we all got the sense after the last time we talked to him, which was probably September, October, something like that. We all hung up the phone from an interview and went, "What's the deal with him? He seems smug." Like, even in that interview. And so that wasn't about politics or anything. It just, there was a sense in which we all kind of walked away feeling odd about it. Yeah. And ever since then, we keep seeing more and more of this stuff. It's it's weird. It was like we got a little hint of what you were saying you had early on about him. Well, I, it's it's a little different now, I think. And I'll, I'll defend him a little bit. I think there's a part of him that genuinely thought, I can come in and fix it from the inside. Yeah. And and so I think that's part of what he was trying to do. Um but I don't think he was ever going to be you know one of these stand up for the yeah, the mega people. And he well there's another one. Did you did you hear the one about the guy asked him what are you doing for the January 6th people? As a congressman, what are you doing? And he said nothing. It's I don't have any power to do anything. What do you want me to do? Yeah, he's really screwed up and really siding with Liz Cheney on some yeah, of that stuff. Right. I mean, it's it's silly. I mean, even politically, 
Like, even if you think that privately, don't come out and say you're going to hurt yourself. Right. I, I'm not saying that you should. I, there, there are lots of things about January 6th that are wrong. Keeping mm-hmm. these people in prison. I mean, if that was the question that was asked of Crenshaw, what are you going to do about this? And yeah. He said nothing. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, we have a right to a fast, a speedy trial in this country, and that is not happening. Right. Anyway, I digress. I, I just wanted to address that because we had been talking about mm-hmm. it off air a little bit. And I, apparently you didn't know about the Jesus and Superman no, thing. No, I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me learn you on this a little bit. Did you know—let well, me just play this now. Do you know uh, this song? I think it's fairly famous, but you tell me if you've ever— <laughs> let me make sure I have the pasta. Is this a mean question, question or an old Roy question? This is for everyone. This is for okay. everyone. But I just got to make sure I have everything up because I'm smart. There we go. Okay, so have you ever heard this song? Either yes. one of you? Okay. Because you're here to learn, right? Right. Sounds, sounds I am. Familiar. And sometimes I have. I've sounds heard. familiar. Do you, you, know, you know it, right? Did yeah. you know there's a St. I'm fast forwarding here to the relevant part. Yeah, there's this a, sounds different. There's a St. Louis connection with this song. Do you know what it is? No. This is it right here. Do you know what it is yet? Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Do you know the St. Louis connection? Well, do you know my parents, who just celebrated their 60-something anniversary, their wedding photographer's name was Vincent Price. That is not interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say they knew it. Vincent Price is from St. Louis. Yes. So I thought you were going to say that your parents knew Vincent Price or something. They did. They knew a different Vincent Price, well, who we was a wedding photographer. We don't know that. It could have been the same guy. You, we do know that. Oh. You would know, You would tell me that if that were the case. Well, yes, what the connection was. I was just guessing. Okay. So the, what I discovered, and this is with the part where Tricia says, well, I want them here to learn. What I discovered is there's more St. Louis connections to that song than just Vincent Price, because apparently... What happened was Michael Jackson went through several iterations of what to put in that break right there. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I did. I so did not. The, 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 the one he ended up with was Vincent Price because it's creepy and it, he writes this kind of poem that he, they do in the middle of Thriller. But the original uh, part, I'll play for you here and see if you can pick up the St. Louis connection with what uh, Michael Jackson originally had in that little breakdown right there. Instead of Vincent Price. I mean, I can see a scenario where everybody, the Fed's talking about three interest rate hikes this year, maybe even four. Mm-hmm. And I can see a scenario where by mid-year, that is totally revised based Does that sound on familiar? developments with inflation and, and issues uh, abating with the supply chain. Yeah, that is our very own Bob Stockdale from On The Money. <laughs> He's on Saturdays what here. What is happening right now? So it, the, the original <laughs> version of Thriller was with Bob Stockdale talking about interest rates. And it just goes to show you, nothing changes. We're still talking about interest rates today. Wow. That's what they did back in the 80s. I did not see that coming. No, nobody did. Uh-uh. I stumbled across this as deep web stuff. So That's what? Impressive. That's yeah. an impressive find. Isn't it? And the, to, the connection to be so... 
closely tied to the station, too. Not I only know. St. Louis, right. but to yeah. have this well, sort of connection. As we know, 97.1 wasn't around in, was it 1982 that Thriller was made? Old Roy? Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> what, does Old Roy well, know a, all the songs? He knows everything the, the in the world about it. 80s oh. music. Right? Almost, yes. Almost. Oh, except for that one fact, apparently. That's awkward. So for the, you. The, the, yeah. For so this was Bob <laughs> Stockdale back in the 80s talking about interest rates. And clearly, I thought, you know, that's not a bad version of the song. But Michael Jackson, upon hearing it, the engineers said, what do you think of this? Bob was involved. They decided, no, let's go a different direction. Go we're, Vincent we're Price. Going, yeah. Like thr- Thriller in general, they presented to him, Michael said, to me, this is more of a horror song, you know, based on the rest of the song, not one that we talk about the Fed and interest rates. So they came back to him. Amazingly, another St. Louis connection that they found with this song. Listen to this. Hi, this is Lance Dury with the Lance Dury Law Firm in St. Louis. I meet regularly with people who haven't filed tax returns in years. Did you know that if you have unfiled tax returns, you can be subject to jail time? That's right. The maximum penalty can be one year of jail. The maximum penalty can be one year of jail time for every year of unfiled returns. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, but the problem here is they're not picking scary stuff. I know. That's why this didn't work for them. Well, well going to prison is kind of scary. Well, that's true. True. But that's true. You can't use experts that are going <clears> to <throat> keep you safe to scare people. No, that's also true. Old but what Roy. you're what you're leaving out, and you may not know this, on the the Thriller album extended version. Now, with, this is what I, this is the content I was looking for. Yeah, where where Quincy Jones talks about producing and. He was being investigated for some tax issues at the time. So that was scary to him. It was scary to him, but he said, no, I don't want to talk about the IRS in this song. Okay. So let's find another one. That makes sense. That's yeah. great. That's great mm-hmm. stuff. That's a, yeah. And you, do you background. know also that at the beginning of Thriller, and I don't think it was on the original version, but once it became a big thing, Michael Jackson said there has to be a disclaimer at the beginning of the Thriller video. Do you remember this? Because I think he had become a Jehovah's Witness, and he he says this video does not in any way have me endorsing the occult, right? Right. That is yeah. what the version we know. With the Lance Drury version, it actually opens with a disclaimer: the the choice of a lawyer is an important decision, should not be based on advertisements. Well, as it should have been. As it should have been. Right. Thank you very much. We are out of time. Trish is trying hard to keep it together. I don't know why. So much knowledge it's right. coming at me. You We're guys jumping are just laying this. these facts on That's so right. hard right now. And that is why we have you in here. That's why people tune in. So we got a whole bunch coming up next hour. It's a little bit different. We're going to talk about filibuster. Not as much in the 80s music genre, but we'll see. So stick around. More Women's America coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.